Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll teach you that you define who you are, not your life circumstances. I'll also be interviewing entrepreneur and author Nelson Tressler. Nelson has used in-depth personal goals and self-development to design a life he couldn't have imagined as a child born to a 15-year-old mother. Nelson became the first person in his family to graduate from college, served in the U.S. Air Force, and started 10 businesses, including one of the nation's largest privately held pet resorts. In today's episode, Nelson reviews his book, The Unlucky Sperm Club. You are not a victim of your circumstances, but a product of your choices. This book teaches you how to take stumbling blocks and turn them into stepping stones. For more information about Nelson, please visit nelsontrustler.com. You may also purchase his book on Amazon or audible.com. You define who you are. We've all watched those stories on TV where someone overcame so much adversity and we cheer them on and we're so excited for them. Unfortunately, we often don't compare our life to their life because it seemed like everything that could go wrong in their life did go wrong. So therefore, we're different. And you're actually going to hear an amazing story in just a few minutes with Nelson Tressler about his life. But I wanted to make this more practical for all of us. In previous shows, I've talked about the first response we have and then the secondary response. So if I come up and startled you and you scream, then you realize it's me, we have a good chuckle, and that's it. But if you're still scared for the next hour, that does not make sense at all, does it? So with that logic, let's think about this as well. How do your friends define you? Or how do you define yourself? Are you the angry person? Are you the overweight person? Are you the successful person? Are you the mean person? Are you the angry person? Are you the downer? Unfortunately, we as humans use labels to define people. That can be with race, that can be with what their body looks like, that can be many different things. But we also do that within ourselves as well. Many people have been on dating apps before. How would you describe yourself? And is it authentic with what you truly believe? And of course, in those situations, we always want to present ourselves in the best light possible. But when you really think about that overall, we are our own walking billboard. So if you tell everybody one thing about you, but you believe something different, how truthful is that? Anytime life happens to us, and it happens to all of us, we have that initial response, and then the self-responsibility to figure out what we're going to do. But do you love yourself? Do you love yourself for your quirkiness, for your awkwardness, for your gangliness, for, for whatever it might be? When we reframe what something is, it doesn't have to have power over us. The government always says, we do not negotiate with terrorists. Well, sometimes our thoughts can be terrorists. We can tell ourselves we're ugly, we're fat, we're stupid, we'll never amount to anything. And that holds us hostage. So if it holds us hostage, the way to break that is you have to tell yourself something different or even tell a friend, gosh, James, I really struggle with this. I keep telling myself over and over that I'm a failure. When you speak it aloud to someone you trust, it starts to break that power over you. And then your friend will use logic to help you. Now, we're not going to minimize what you feel, but logic and other areas in your life can disprove that thought. Remember, a thought isn't a fact. It's just simply a thought. And with more information, that thought changes. But if you keep telling yourself something over and over and over again, you're going to believe it. So there's no one to challenge that thought. So that's why we do not negotiate with emotional terrorists. And you have the opportunity to tell people who can help you, who can challenge that thought system. One thing I always say is you are as successful as you want to be. That's the thing about lifeology. Lifeology studies every single person, whether they're considered a quote successful person or whether they're considered a not so successful person. The point is, every choice we make determines how we view ourselves. Now, sometimes people don't realize that, but if you slow everything down and ask yourself, am I being kind to myself? You might be surprised that some of your thoughts are not kind. 
For example, if you fill in the blanks with why you think someone rejected you, that's not very kind at all. You're simply using what you think as opposed to reality. It could be something completely different. But if you say it's because I'm ugly, it's because I'm fat, or it's because this or that, then you are telling yourself that that's true. And that goes back to the words that the emotional terrorist says to you over and over and over again. So the goal is to listen to your thoughts. Every morning I start my day reviewing the attributes that I love, reviewing the things that I'm working on. You shed light on all those areas that you're struggling with, and you shed even more light on things that are going well in your life. The only way you can move forward in your life is to let those things from the past go. And what I mean by that is, if you've held those secrets so close to your chest for so long, then unfortunately you are stuck in the past. Absolutely no judgment because we've all been there before and it's so painful and so lonely. But today, my friend, is a new day for you. An event does not define you unless you want it to define you. I have a wonderful interview today with Nelson Tressler. You're gonna hear his story of heartache and pain and adversity that he experienced and how he took a stumbling block and turned it into a stepping stone. So stay tuned. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio show or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it? Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms, as well as give you an option to create a video podcast. I'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs, as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock, the do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website. I'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests. I'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners. So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James to get started today. My guest today is entrepreneur and author, Nelson Tressler. Nelson has used his in-depth personal goals and self-development to design a life that he couldn't have imagined as a child born to a 15-year-old mother. Nelson became the first person in his family to graduate from college, served in the U.S. Air Force, and started 10 businesses, including one of the nation's largest privately held pet resorts. In today's episode, Nelson reviews his book, The Unlucky Sperm Club, You're Not a Victim of Your Circumstances, but a Product of Your Choices. This book teaches you how to take stumbling blocks and turn them into stepping stones. Welcome to my show, Nelson. Thanks for having me, James. I really appreciate it. I am looking forward to this. That was quite a mouthful for me to say, but that doesn't even cover all the things that you've done. So I'm super excited to talk with you today. Now, you were well known at different times in your life, obviously for all the wonderful things you've done in the world. But unfortunately, you were born into different circumstances than other people. Could you walk us through a little bit of that, please? Yeah, I've got quite the origin story. Uh, my mom became pregnant with me when she was 15 years old. While she was pregnant with me, her father, who was the local trash collector in a small town in central Pennsylvania, drove into the town square. There he spotted two police officers. He stuck a gun out the window and opened fire on those police officers, mm. killing one and critically wounding the other. Eventually, my grandfather was captured and brought to stand trial where he was facing the death penalty. And during his trial, my mom got up and testified to the jury that the reason that her father had shot and killed that police officer was that that police officer had raped her. And she was now oh. pregnant with his baby, who was me. 
Wow. And uh, my mom's testimony worked. The first trial ended in a hung jury. Uh, however, the, the second trial, the state did take off the death penalty because of my mom's testimony. Eventually, my grandfather was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, where he ended up spending uh, the rest of his life more than 40 years behind bars, leaving behind in this small town, uh, me, my mom, her 14 brothers and sisters uh, to deal with the uh, consequences of it. Wow. So that's a lot to, to talk about. How... Well, first off, thank you for sharing, sharing all that with me. I, I can't even imagine what that would be like to go, to go through that. When you hear yourself reflect on that now, you hear yourself say all that, what, how do you see that young boy yourself? Yeah, it, it was a very hard time. Uh, you know, if you've ever lived in a small town, you know people are always mm -hmm. up in your yes. business and yeah. uh, they know everything about you. And this trial and, and what my grandfather had done was the biggest thing that ever happened in this yeah. small town. So everybody knew my family everybody knew me and the circumstances with my birth and you know i go up i go about this in my book but i had some very unique situations because of who i was and what i represented and, and then what mm -hmm. i had to deal with in that small town what was the label they called you what was what was your nickname or what things they would say behind you behind your back i, I was kind of that kid uh, mm. you know I, I was that kid from the trial yeah. uh tressler you know uh, that that sort of thing who are you today yeah, I'm a totally different person. Um, you know, uh, I, I was able to, you know, get out of that small town. That was one of the things. I mean, my, my life didn't get any easier. You know, my sure. mom ended up marrying a man who was an alcoholic, very physically and emotionally abusive to me and her. And um, eventually they had four small children in quick succession. And because of their lifestyle, uh, I as the oldest, you know, had to bottle feed and diaper change and mm. do all of that. And then one day, uh, my stepfather was walking home drunk from a bar. He ended up uh, getting hit and killed by a oh drunk driver. And uh, as oh, hard as my scary. mom's life had been, especially with, with this man, losing him at this time sure. pretty much broke my mom. And yeah. she decided she was going to take her own life. And uh, she attempted suicide. And fortunately, she wasn't successful. But when she got out of the hospital after the suicide attempt, mm -hmm. my family got split up. And then I went to go live with my grandmother, who was the wife of the man who shot and killed the police officer. And that's when I had that crossroad in my life, because at my mom's house, there was never food. The lights mm -hmm. didn't always turn on when you hit the switch. You know, yeah. there were times in the winter you didn't have heat. So when I went to live with my grandma, we always had food and heat and lights. Stability. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I started to reflect where am I heading and what am I gonna do with my life? And one day a counselor came in from the local university and talked about going to college. Mm. And the bells and whistles kind of went off and I'm like, man, yeah. if I could get a college degree, you know, my life would be perfect after sure. that. Yeah, yeah and, that, and that was my mindset. So, you know, but you know what? happens when you tell yourself you're going to do something that's difficult that mm -hmm. voice in the back of your head just starts screaming at yes. you and i sure. remember as soon as i thought that at this time in my life i couldn't read i couldn't write i couldn't spell really i had dyslexia uh, i had failed oh, the goodness. fourth grade so up to this point it was a rough in school i hated school but i'm like you know what what do i have to lose so from that day on i started to do the things that i thought i could do to to get a college mm -hmm. degree and long story short it took me 12 years 
It took me four different universities. It took me four years in the United States Air Force. But finally, I became that first person in my family to graduate and get a college degree. Congratulations. One of my favorite quotes is the last person on the race beats the person on the couch. And so for you, it doesn't matter what, how long it took, you, you accomplished your goal. And that's an amazing, wonderful, and truly inspiring feat yeah, of- Yeah, I love that quote because that, that, <laughs> that's it. I mean, you, you, you can't fit, people talk about failing and all this, mm -hmm. and, and I, don't, I never resonate with that because yeah. I never feel like I fail. Yeah. I, I might not get to my goal in time. I might have to take a different direction, but I'm still going at it. So, you know, failure's final and, and I, I'm not done yet, so. Yeah. Well, I think it's also when people have this snapshot of, of what they quote failed on. And so it's very, uh, it's very myopic. In other words, it's very close to what their, what the situation is. But if they pull back a little bit more and see how their, how everything kind of works together. So I always tell people every life circumstance is like a jigsaw puzzle piece. And so when you link those jigsaw puzzle pieces together and take a step back, that's you, you are that jigsaw puzzle. And so when we don't understand something that says, oh, this failed, well, it may not make sense right now. And it may never make sense, but you see how one event opened up a door, closed another door, and it allows you to then pivot to where you need to be or to where you want to be or where you should be. And then that, that is where we recognize that failure was never really failure. It was just an, a small little circumstance or another small little jigsaw puzzle piece that got to, to where you are today. And if you love who you are today, which it sounds like you do, you're right in the, in the position where you're supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. With, with all the events that happened in your life when you grew up, what was the mantra that, let me back up. We all have core beliefs. Core beliefs are those tapes that we replay, or for some reason it was like a snapshot that was created in our mind and that became our identity. When you were going through college and through um, the Air Force and you were just becoming the man you are today, did you find that you had certain core beliefs that kept resonating with you as far as how you saw yourself? You know what, when I moved in with my grandma, and, and, and of course, when, when I was born to my mom, who was 15, I mm -hmm. lived with my grandma the first few years. But my gram and me had that special relationship That's and great. that special connection. And every day, it seemed like, of my life, she, she would look at me with those eyes and say, Nelson, you're going to make something out of yeah. your life. Wow. And she amazing. told me that so often, and she believed it so strongly that... That was my core belief is I have to do this. My grand believes in me yeah. and I loved her so much. I wanted to prove her right. And so, you know, that was one of the things I think that pushed me. And then when I was able to get my college degree, now I came from a family of my mom's 15 brothers and sister, two had graduated high school. None wow. had ever even attended wow. a college. So when I was able to do that and get that college yeah. degree, for the first time in my life, I realized, man, I can do hard things. Yes. And, uh, you know, after that, I became obsessed with goals and personal development and realizing that I could, I could become a better version of myself. There was yes. so much potential inside of me. And then that's what I've done over the last 20 years is to try to become that better version of myself, to try to reach my potential and continue to grow and progress and, and become the person that I am today. That's amazing. Very, very impressive. You have started 10 businesses. And so obviously going back to your goals, you've had a lot of goals, a lot of businesses that rolled out. Tell me a little bit about your pet, your pet resort. Yeah. So you talk about those mistakes and those mm -hmm. failures that you look back on and, uh -huh. and they made a huge difference. Uh, uh -huh. You know, I was in commercial real estate, did very well at that. And then I started to buy buildings and want to be wanting to be the landlord. And I bought this old children's daycare center and I was going to tear it down and, and build a fast food restaurant. Uh, 
But then some lady came to me and said, I want to open up a doggy daycare. And, and this was <laughs> years and years ago yeah. before they were trendy. And I'm like, a doggy daycare, come on. You know, I love my dogs, but yeah. I wasn't taking them to doggy daycare. But I, I said, you know, I'll, I'll listen to the, the pitch. And she did such a good job of pitching it. I could see it. And this children's mm. daycare center, they left the toys in the yard and the yeah. shade structures. And I could see the dogs playing in it. And so I sold myself on it and then come to find out this lady found another space down the road. Oh, and I'm nice. like, I was such a deal maker yeah, that I, yeah. I, I sold myself on the business. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Uh, yeah. I believe so much in it. And so I, I set out and studied on the internet and found everything and then started construction and build it out. And, uh, you know, I hired, uh, I didn't, I knew nothing about running a business and, and I hired <laughs> staff off of Craigslist and, you know, a few months into it, oh my goodness, it was failing. We, you know, yeah, we, we couldn't yeah. get a couple dogs in there. And then my brother-in-law who worked with me in real estate, he loved dogs. He wanted to be a veterinarian. Oh, wow. You, you know, he got into it and he didn't want to see hurt animals all the time. So yeah. he kind of shifted gears. But this, uh, so he was working as, as an assistant with me. And I said, hey, do you want to go give this a shot? Otherwise, I'm going to shut it down and I'll build another building. Uh -huh. Well, anyhow, he went in there and the business took off. And, uh, you know, he, he was the type of guy that would get down on the floor in the lobby and kiss these dogs. And he had nicknames for each one of them. Oh, and people, they felt guilty if they didn't come and bring their dog to Uncle Austin. And so the business flourished. We really learned a lot. And then we just started to expand and uh, we expanded and became one of the largest, you know, privately held pet resorts in the country and was eventually able to uh, exit that business. And uh, it, was a, it was a great, great thing for us. That's wonderful. I have, I don't know if you know, or my listeners know, but I have a miniature schnauzer named Bosley Whitaker, my best friend. In fact, it's funny, every time I go to film, he runs off into the corner and, and goes to sleep. And so <laughs> it's just my best friend. So when, yeah. I, when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's great. So I knew you and I would be best, we would be fast friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have three dogs and, and love them. And uh, yeah, it was, it was just such a great business to, yeah. to help people do that. And, and we had so many great things, you know, cage free and the play mm. yards. And, you know, they, they, they slept in a suite with a TV and we oh, gave them yeah. belly rubs <laughs> and tuck-ins at night. And so it was just a great great uh, concept that I love. Yeah. Yeah. That's phenomenal. I want to transition into your book. Um, the unlucky sperm club, you are not a victim of your circumstances, but a product of your choices. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So uh, in real estate, you know, one of the key phrases was "Oh, that guy's a member of the lucky sperm club, you know, his dad mm, or yeah, his yeah, family handed it. everything down to the him. Silver spoon. Of course. Yeah. Of course he's going to be successful. And you know, I took a little different spin on that when I looked mm -hmm. at my life and you know, I was thinking, okay, why did I live this life? Why yeah. were the circumstances in my life this way? And for the longest time, I had given it a negative meaning because of all the pain that it caused mm -hmm. me. And as I was reflecting, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? I realized, you know what? I had lived this life for a reason and was able to mm -hmm. overcome it. And for the first time in my life, I started to give it a positive meaning, uh, the circumstances of my birth. And as soon as I did that, it was like, you know, bells and whistles went off. Yeah. I, I had to share this story and, and I love sharing this story. You know, before I started writing the book, nobody except my wife knew of those circumstances really? outside of that small town. Yeah. I never told really? anybody. I never moved back after the air force. So it, it weakened me. I, I, I didn't want anyone sure. to know that. 
And then as soon as I gave it a different meaning, that's now nice. all of a sudden it energizes me and motivates me and inspires me. And that's one of my favorite concepts is yeah. things only have the meaning that you're yes. willing to give them. Exactly. And as soon as I switched the meaning that I was willing to give the circumstances of my birth, that as soon as it changed and now it inspires me. So I wanted to write this book and, and I really drew back the curtains because I think there's so many people out there that see people who have some form of success and they think it was overnight or it was mm -hmm. easy. Yes. It was anything but. And yes. uh, I really got into the details of that. I mean, uh, I've been married for 25 years. In my book, I go into it. You know what? We were probably two or three arguments away from not making it. Mm. And, uh, you know, that pet resort that uh, I grew into, one of the nation's largest privately held pet resorts, I was probably a month of cash flow from having to go bankrupt. Oh, and really? I really That's wanted people yeah. to understand that these overnight successes that yeah. you think uh, look easy, it wasn't, but it's possible. And, um, yeah. and, and in this book, I, I go back to some of those circumstances in my childhood and what I learned from those hard circumstances and, and what made me a better person today and made me into the person that I am today. And it's funny and uh, I'm really proud of it. It, it just turned out great and uh, getting great reviews. And, and wonderful. I love the fact that I get a message from somebody saying, I read your book and it's changed my life and I'm doing this or I'm doing that now. So wow. yeah, it's been a great experience. Is it a biography, a memoir, a self-help book? What is it? You know what? It's, it's all three of those. Okay. Uh, yeah, I love self-help. I mean, it's made a huge difference yeah, yeah, in my life, but I've, I've shared stories of, of my childhood and actually stories in my professional career and my marriage career. So it kind of bounces back from the time of the last great recession in 2009, mm -hmm. 10, mm -hmm. 11, when things were very hard in real estate yes. and business and yeah, also my marriage. And so I kind of go into that and then I flash back to some of the lessons that I learned in the unlucky sperm club, in my, you know, in my family and the mm -hmm. trials and the tribulations that I went through there. And then how that helped me to get through the circumstances that I was dealing with currently. So it flashes wow. back and forth a little nice. bit. Nice. Very good. Yeah. I'm curious, uh, reverting back to what you said, as far as you were, you, you had the ability to change what the unlucky sperm club, what that actually meant for you. What happened? What was the impetus or what, what was the thing that that gave you that ability to do that. Because I think that's one of the things that many people struggle with is, well, well, how did he do that? And so what happened for you to be able to change what that meant? Yeah, I, I think I think graduating from college and mm -hmm. realizing it, that's something, I, and, and I think this is the, the way with a lot of people who come to America from different countries, it's mm -hmm. so hard to succeed there. And then when they get to America, it's like, geez, this is easy. You know, I don't have yeah. a, a corrupt government. I don't have sure. this or that. And that was kind of what it was like for me when I was on that airplane, you know, the first time I was ever on an airplane flying to basic training in the air force, it went through my mind, Nelson, you can be anybody wow. you want to be. Now I don't have to be that kid anymore. I don't, okay. the, the last name Trussler is not going to mean anything. I'm not going to have, you know, people not allow their daughters to date me because yeah. of who I am. And it was such a liberating experience. That's and amazing. I got to the air force and I could say my last name and people didn't flinch or look down or walk away. And I'm like, I can be anybody I want to be. And yeah. that's, I took that opportunity and, and took advantage of that. Congratulations. Yeah, it's, it is true. When we, when we define success for ourselves, whatever that, whatever, whatever that may be, graduating high school, graduating, you know, anything, um, that helps us realize that 
whatever, however people see us or however we may have seen ourselves before, that we've created success for ourselves. And so I think one of the hardest things is when we compare ourselves to other people whom we think are more successful, then unfortunately we're always going to feel less than. You know, I can look at many other people that I, that I think are very, very successful and be like, oh, well, I'm not there. I'm not, that's not me. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be me. But when you recognize what your success means to you, then that's, you, that's when the abundance flows. Sometimes we can look at, at, at success as, I'm a very a positive person. I'm very happy. I'm very hopeful. I'm very confident. Whatever that attribute is that, that you feel are, that you have that success about, that is how you can start to define that foundation for yourself. And through that, you can see that success doesn't have to be this monetary or educational aspect or whatever it may be that other people may see it, but you can define what that success means for you. And that can be a wonderful platform for you to build your life off of. Yeah. I mean, one of the best things that I've ever done in my life is the only person I compare myself to is who I was yesterday. Yes. And, uh, you know, there's always somebody out there who has it better than you. Oh my gosh. Yes. But there's also people out there that have it worse than you. And mm -hmm. people look at that and say, yeah, my life's not too bad. You know, look at that guy. And so that allows them to stay in that comfort zone and not grow. So one of my strategies is I always want to be better than I was yesterday. Yeah. And if I feel like I am, then I know I'm headed in yeah. the right direction. If I don't, then I know, okay, I need to kind of take a step back, reflect, and then head at it again. Yeah. You had said a little bit earlier about some of the reviews that you got in your book. Can you give me, I know you said that when some people um, told you and they read it and they, their life has changed. Can you give me any specific, any other specific reviews off the top of your head? Yeah. So I have three boys and they all played baseball. Uh -huh. And uh, one, of my, one of my sons played baseball and now I have a younger one. And I was at the younger one's baseball game. And a guy came up to me and uh, he, he, he had an older son that played with my other son. Uh -huh. And now his younger one was playing with my younger one. And he pulled me aside and he's like, Nelson, I read your book. Mm -hmm. And he's like, when I came to Branson, who is my older son, when I saw you guys, I thought you guys had it all together. I'm like, oh, wow. these guys are perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, and I looked at you that, and then I read your book and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, wow. He had trials. He had struggled. His marriage was, was, you know, almost failing. And he's like, I read that book and I started treating my wife differently from that oh moment gosh, on. And I realized amazing. that, you know what? No marriage is perfect. Yes. It's what you make of it. And he's like, it has changed our relationship and changed my life. We're both happier now. Thank you so much. And, you know, tears start coming out of your oh, eyes yes, and, of you course. Get those chills <laughs> and you're like, you know what? that made it worth it yes. right there. You know, yes. if no one else bought the book and no one else got anything out of it, everything that I put into it right there was worth it. That's amazing. Wow. I'm sure that, yeah, exactly. I'm sure that, that you can't put, you can't put words behind that. I'm sure just the feelings that you had from that, which is so powerful. What's next for you? You know what? I, the power of goals, you know, I set that uh -huh. goal to be the first person in my family to graduate college uh -huh. and everything from that goal has changed the direction of my life and then really? eventually changed my life and i saw the power of what a goal can do and i see so many people out there that i look at and i'm like you know what there are a few choices away from living a drastically better life if mm. they just knew how to set a goal sure. and stick with it if you know if they had the tools the knowledge and the support to do it like I said, I became obsessed with goals and used it in every area yeah. of my life. And now I'm living a life I couldn't have even imagined. So I've developed a program. It's called I Got Smarter. And it's pretty much everything I've learned over the last 25 years oh, cool. and goals and personal development. And I wanted it to be easy to use. So I put it into an app. 
Oh, wow. So, so the apps out there, but yeah, it, it gives people all the tools, the knowledge and the support that they need. Um, you know, there's a self-assessment to make sure that you're going after the right goals. Uh, and then every single day you go through what we call our morning ritual. And uh -huh. essentially you're giving gratitude yes. and you're, you're planning out your day and it pretty much, uh, you know, populates your task list. So now after five minutes oh, wow. in the morning of really doing the app, your entire day is planned out for you. And then the, the really cool thing I think is we act differently when there's somebody else who knows what our goals are. Mm -hmm. A lot of people call it an accountability partner. We call it a success partner because Smart. I'm not accountable to anybody yeah, but myself. Exactly. But when somebody else knows what my goal is and real time in the app, they can see, did Nelson do his morning ritual? Hey, kudos for doing it. Or if it becomes 1130 and I haven't done it, now they see through the app, they can say, hey, Nelson, let's get that done. And I can see what they've done. And now all of a sudden, you know, we're there helping and supporting each other. I love that. And now it makes a huge difference. And yeah, same same stories. Like people have turned around their lives now that they've yeah. used this app and really lived a life of purpose and with focus. That's amazing. Well, unfortunately, our time is up. I can't believe it. We, you and I could probably talk all day. <laughs> if my listeners want to find more information about you and to purchase your book, The Unlucky Sperm Club, you are not a victim of your circumstances, but a product of your choices. And to learn more about your app, where will they find all this information online? Yeah, you can go to nelsontrustler.com and everything's there. The book is available on Amazon and Audible if you like to listen to your books. And Perfect. the I Got Smarter app is available on the app stores, both Apple and Android. Perfect. Well, my listeners know that if they can't find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I will link you with Nelson Trustler. Nelson, thank you so much for being an awesome guest on my show today. I truly appreciate all of your time. Thank you, James. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.